spirits, because they are beings, they have to have made a decision about God. Okay, so for us, there is some gray area, you could say, because we're on a journey. For the spirits, there is no gray area because they don't have confusion as we have confusion. They don't have to, for example, when they think, they don't have to reason things out. It's an instantaneous knowledge. And when they decide, it is a perfect decision. It may not be a wise decision. It may not be according to the truth or according to love, but I mean perfect as in they can't go back on it. They can't go back in it. And this comes to the, the rebellion of the demons of Satan or Lucifer. Now, these demons, it's not possible for them to convert. And that's the nature of a spirit. Again, because they don't like make partial decisions. I'm not going, hmm, based on the information I have, I'm going to go with this. And then I later find out, oh, I've got more information. Now I'm going to do this. It, the angels can't claim to have lack of information. They had all the information they needed. And they chose in such a way that their whole being was conformed to that decision. This will happen for us when we die. And our whole life, in a sense, is making, slowly making that decision for or against God. And when the music stops, when we die, that's it. We've made our decision and we will be judged based on that. Heaven and hell, God or Satan and his boys. Woo! No offense to boys. What is important to realize about this is there's no neutral parties. There was no kind of angels on the side going, well, I'm not, I'm not sure. Let's just see how this works out. Okay, Michael won. Fair enough. Fair play. Uh, hmm, I'm just going to, I'm going to freelance. Lots of folks who are very spiritual, it can tend to think that there is neutral, benign spiritual forces and that they can tap into them and use them and that they get to be the ones to decide, you know, will I do good with this power, the spiritual power, or will I do evil? But uh, that doesn't fit with Christian understanding of these things. Either I'm tapping into the Spirit of God and working in union with the holy angels who always and only serve God and his glory and the salvation of souls, or I'm tapping into Satan and his demonic forces. There isn't some universal energy field, as I used to believe in, this general spiritual energy that is up for grabs. It, it is uh, unaligned, you could say. It's not aligned to good or evil, it's neutral. There's no such thing. There's no proof of any such thing. And in fact, there's loads of proof of the opposite. Now, you don't need to be thinking, oh, and opening yourself up to the devil or something in order to access his power. Simply to think I can access a neutral power and to believe that that's a reality and to open yourself to that power access opens you up and gives you access to the enemy. More importantly, and much more dangerously, gives him access to you and your soul. Now, why would I dare to claim such a thing? Okay, so when I was a New Ager, pretty much every, because I was involved in loads of different kind of things and read loads, lots of stuff about this, all of these different kind of schools and spiritualities and, and kind of supposedly medicinal alternative medicines. And again, some actually fit in the natural and I'm not commenting on those. It's these ones that claim to do it based on the spirit, spiritual powers. Typically, the breakthrough of power happens when you do a thing called channeling your spirit guide. Okay, that sounds like a person to me, channeling a spirit guide. Usually it's described as an ascended master. Or for me, having been a Catholic, I was thinking of my guardian angel. You know, oh, this is great. I contact my guardian angel. We have like a relationship and then he helps me to do all these cool, beautiful, good things that I want to do for a good reason. And maybe for a little bit of egotistical reason, but there you go. Pretty much all of them. So like, okay, now we're just going to do this thing where we get in touch with our spirit guide. We channel our spirit guide. 
Oh, okay. So we're going to do this imaginary thing and you imagine an angel coming into your heart and, and now you're going to have a chat and now you're going to this and you're going to that. And when somebody starts to have this connection with their spirit guide, suddenly all of these mystical, amazing things happen. They start seeing auras and angels and fluffy bunnies flying in the air. And all, and I'm not joking, actually, that the stuff starts to happen once they open themselves up to these supposedly neutral and benign spiritual forces that are devoid of God, devoid of Jesus. They're not done in the name of Jesus. They have no claim or connection. They like to make a claim and connection to Jesus and redefine him bit by bit, but they're actually not. They're not from scripture. They're not from our tradition. They're totally separate. So we need to be wise to this stuff, guys. There's piles of it out there. You know them. Uh, you know the, the different ones that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, probably. I used to do stuff very much like Reiki. Reiki is done, they're very clearly opening themselves up to ascended masters, to, to these uh, spirit guides. And it is in the, the, the power of these that they're doing what they do. So if you're involved in it, I just want to tell you, it's not Christian. It is not the spirit of Jesus that you're involved with. It is a demonic spirit. Oh, how could you say that? Well, that's just based on the Christian understanding of reality, guys. That's all. I don't say any of that in any bit of judgment, but I'm just saying it's like super dangerous. Of course, it's super dangerous. And people who are involved in this, when they then want to get out of it, then you will see the nature of these spirits. Then you will see their true colors because things are fine so long as we go along with them. But when we want out, when we want to come under the Lordship of Jesus, they will start to kick up a fuss and we'll realize what we have given access to our soul, our mind, our emotions, our hearts, we realize it's not pretty. It is not benign and it is not neutral. These things have a will and an intention and it is contrary to your good. So I really wanna encourage you, if you're involved in any new age practices or alternative spiritual realities, you need to, you need to give that to Jesus. You need to get yourself to confession. If you have you know, your tarot cards or your angel cards or anything like that, if you're involved in the spiritual practice of yoga, if you're involved in uh, uh, Reiki, and there's many, many other ones that I don't know the names of, but the, the thing is this whole reality. Am I accessing a spirit to achieve what I'm doing? Am I accessing a spiritual power to achieve what I'm doing? Okay. Is it in the name of Jesus? Is it something of his revelation of how I should be doing these things? No. Okay, great. Therefore, we need to give that to Jesus. We need to stop it. We don't need it. That's just the enemy's alternative versions of what we have free and much more powerful access to in Jesus. Ta-da. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He is so much better. He is so much better. These things, when I was looking at them, they promised so much. They promised so much and they delivered so little especially of true peace, especially of transformation, and, and really getting into the heart of conversion. What does conversion really look like? like? Jesus is not just, oh, love and do whatever you like. He's like, no, I love you and you need to change because that's, that's not good for you. He will tell us the truth and he doesn't mind if we're annoyed at him. You know, oh, spoiling all our fun. He's not spoiling our fun. He's saving our souls because he really loves you. Anyway, there you go. There's my happy, clappy, bunnies and fluffy things message for you today. And I say that in, in all love. And uh, I say that without judgment because I was involved in it too. And I was involved in it lovingly and sincerely. And I wanted to do good, uh, but it wasn't right. 
So I had to get rid of it and say sorry and come back to Jesus. And he received me back kindly and without any judgment, with great kindness and mercy. And it, it's one of the greatest graces of my life. I hope that's helpful. God bless you. Peace.